and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and welcome to Holy Week, where we'll walk in Jesus' steps to the cross to understand what he and his disciples lived through in Jesus' last days as a human on earth. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, it will encourage you to read the Gospels, the good news of Jesus' true salvation, your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. So please tap the subscribe button and also share this with your friends. I'm sure there's someone in your life who could use a little spiritual renewal. We all can. The episode will begin after this short message. As we continue our walk through Holy Week, we come upon some interesting religious traditions. Since Jesus was crucified on a Friday, the Jewish Sabbath was quickly approaching. What happened in the temple? Who buried Jesus? Well, let's take a look at what happened after Jesus died, and we'll see why it's so important. So I'm reading from uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15, verses 37 through 41. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man is truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. Now, note that the women were the last ones at the cross and the first ones at the tomb on Sunday. And I have a podcast that I did, and the link is in the blog article, which the blog link is in the show notes. And that uh, I did a podcast, um, Who Were the Women of the Gospels? Which is an interesting look at the women who encountered Jesus. So we're fulfilling Bible prophecy here. So now I'm reading from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 31 to 37. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was Passover week. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also may continue to believe. These things happen in fulfillment of the scriptures that say not one of his bones will be broken and they will look on the one they pierced. And here are the two Bible prophecies that were fulfilled. One is Psalm 3420, which reads, For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, not one of them is broken. And then in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for me 
as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. Now, who buried Jesus? So afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes, following Jewish burial custom. They wrapped Jesus's body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. So, who were these two guys? John tells of two men who took it upon themselves to take care of Jesus's body and see that it was buried properly according to Jewish tradition. First, we have Joseph of Arimathea. And in Luke 23, verses 50 to 51, he kind of introduces us to him. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish high council, but he had not agreed with the decisions and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Now Luke, the historian, tells us that Joseph was a very rich man and a member of the high council. That's like the board of deacons or the council of elders in a church. More than likely, he was educated and knew the Torah and Old Testament scriptures well. Yet, he was a follower of Jesus. He got it. He believed that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and that he came to usher in the kingdom of God. Then we have Nicodemus. We met Nicodemus in John 3, and there's a link to it in my blog so you can um, read the part of John 3. Um, in John 3, um, in the dark of night, um, Nicodemus goes to find Jesus. Now, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a Jewish re religious leader. The Pharisees were a, a sect of Jewish religion. Like Christianity today, there were many schools of thought within Judaism. The majority of the Pharisees disagreed with what Jesus taught. However, Nicodemus was curious. What Jesus was saying was starting to make sense. Here he joins a fellow Jewish leader in burying the king of the Jews. And we're meeting from Luke 23, 55 to 56. As his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by law. Uh, now the Sabbath comes. The Pharisees and the Romans are kind of worried now. And we read in Matthew 27, 62 to 66. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, sir, we remember what the deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, 
we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, take the guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. You know, I, and I didn't write this in the blog. This is just a thought that just came to me right now. I mean, these Pharisees were so clueless. They just totally did not get it. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it, you know, something that is to me so simple, um, you know, because I kind of, you know, I kind of knew, grew up uh, learning, you know, in, in, relig in religious school and things like that. So I, I kind of understood it. Now, these people, these Pharisees, they were educated in the Torah and, you know, and religious law, and they still did not get it. But two guys did. Two guys did, Joseph and Nicodemus. So, and there, and, and to this day, there are many, many Jews that still don't get it. They're still waiting for the Jewish Messiah to come. And they don't get that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and he came already. But there are a lot of Jews and um, like Jews for Jesus, they're called Messianic Jews that, who believe that, that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and they are born again. So, you know, this gospel is for everyone. And it's good news. And the good news is coming in a couple of days. But I'm going to do another, uh, I'll be doing another podcast on Holy Saturday and how the disciples must have felt. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. There too, you'll find links to my two favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be.